0: And praise the Lord, everybody. You know, when he said to clap your hands, that is not human, that is angelic. Ezekiel 3 said he heard the sound of the wings of the creatures touching each other. That's where we get clapping our hands, because in heaven, angels touch their wings and they clap their wings to the Lord. So when he said, oh, clap your hands, all you people, you are doing something heavenly. And then he said, put your voice behind your hands and take it to another level. That is what heaven sounds like right now. Somebody praise him so loud the devil can hear you. He tell him, oh, satelahaya. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Praise God. Feel the Holy Ghost in this place. He told me before I took the mic not to give any accolades to him, but I guess I'll get in trouble because I have to give Pastor Kyle honor. If you love Pastor Kyle, would you get loud and Five months ago, tomorrow, when five months ago, tomorrow, our third child was born, and uh, for the first month or so of her life, everything was fine. three or four weeks, and all of a sudden one night she started choking. And we had several trips to the hospital because they could not diagnose what was going on. and she could not lay flat on her back at all. She and they thought uh, it was not acid reflux because she was gaining weight. And it was over and over and over. We, several days, we did not sleep several nights, holding her upright, choking, rushing to the hospital in between revivals. And then out of nowhere, he called us one day, and he and Sister Kyle began to pray ferociously over the phone. And from that minute, everything shifted, and the baby's completely whole. And I love your pastor very much for that, more than words can say. I have not preached in five weeks, which is crazy for me as an evangelist, 16 years on the field. I had had a total of 10 Sundays off in 16 years, and our bishop from Florida was recognizing some attacks in my body, and he made me take the month of August off. And so this is my first service back, and I have been itching to get to West Palm. Let's go in Jesus' name. Praise God been feeling uh, some things throughout the week and then behind that curtain the Lord brought clarity. I actually had to write everything down as the service was going on. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 and verse 7. I give honor to Pastor Sapp, all the pastors on the platform, all the ministry, give them honor today. So glad to be with you. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 and verse 7. My beautiful wife is at home with the kids and A couple of them have been throwing up all week. It's been a wonderful time. Praise God. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want to talk to you today about the four faces of fear. The four faces of fear. Lord Jesus, I take authority in the spirit over every demon near this place. In any home of any person represented in this room. I worship you. I bind the devil, and I release your power to do what you want to do. Let the angels go to work today, I pray, that are in this city. Do what you want to do. We give you all the praise, all the glory. Let miracles begin in this message. Let things shift right now as I'm speaking. Let us go from fear to faith right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Would you clap your hands again to the Lord one more time? He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. You may be seated. 16 years of traveling. I've been uh, in a lot of spiritual warfare, and I can tell you that when spirits come to a home, a person, a church, youth group, whatever, they, they come in two different forms. There's the masculine type of spirit and there's the feminine there's the masculine the the defiance the strong very noticeable and then there is the feminine one that works behind the scenes and uh, usually whatever your human spirit is your personality You will pick up on the one that's like you. So if you've got a strong human spirit, you pick up on strong spirits like rebellion or defiance. These are strong spirits that kind of stand out and they challenge you. And so you fight back at them because you've got a strong will yourself. Some people would call it being stubborn, but you just say, I'm strong in my spirit. Praise God. And then there's the other type. There's the, the feminine spirit, which is more like the, the, the deceptive things that work behind the scene that, that go to work. And I had a pastor ask me one time, how is it that I pick up on all these strong spirits that come at my church? I can pick up a non-worshipper from 30 rows away, someone defiant. I refuse to clap my hands. I refuse to worship God. He said, I can pick up on that easy, but I can't pick up on the adulter thing. It's the adultery stirring up behind the scene. Why? Why can't I pick up on that? I said, well, because your spirit is strong, and so you would naturally pick up on the strong spirit. So hell would send strong spirits to distract you, to send the weaker deception to move in the audience to destroy your flock. I said, but if you will start looking for the things that you've not been able to see, God will reveal the spirits that do not want to be revealed. Just like Nehemiah when he built the wall, he had two enemies come, Sanballat and Tobiah. Sanballat was loud and boisterous. His name means strength. He said, come on down here. I'm going to kill you. And Nehemiah said, you leave me alone. But when the wall was up and everything was beautiful, in the very end of the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah walks in the church and Tobiah is hanging out in the church because the leadership had let him in the church. And even though Nehemiah confronted the strong spirit, that deceptive Tobiah had hidden his way into the atmosphere. And trust me, when I start preaching against spirits, defiant spirits rise up, but the deceptive spirits, they bow down because they do not want to be seen. They want to hide in the audience. I have come with an anointing from God to expose every. Every devil near your house, near your baby, near your... And fear is a spirit. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit fear, the spirit of fear, first of all, it's very elementary, but some of us forget this, when we battle fear, the spirit of fear is afraid. That's why it's called the spirit of fear. It's tormented, agonizing, and timid, and worried, and anxiety, and These different emotions that we call, that we attack us are actually fear-based emotions. Spirits that come to us. That you're having a perfectly fine day and then all of a sudden a, a thought comes to you and now you're worried about the finances. You're worried about this. You're stressed out about that. The spirit of fear is behind that. And the spirit of fear is powerful if you believe what it says to you. See, the devil can do nothing without humans. De- let me just say, demons can do nothing without humans. A spirit of murder cannot kill you without a human being submitting to the spirit of murder, opening himself or herself up to that spirit, and then they become a murderer. A murderer is simply a human with a demon inside of him that's operating through him. So the spirit of fear cannot hurt you unless you start to believe the panic that's coming from the spirit of fear when it comes into your bedroom. and if it's the starts to scream, if you believe it, now it moves inside to your room. And now all of a sudden you can't turn the light off at night because the spirit of fear is sleeping in the bed beside you. But if you look at that voice and say, I'm sorry, I hear what you're saying, but I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the spirit has to leave your house and go... Someone needs to tell that devil where to go right now. You've let him talk too long, and you've believed him. That's why he's living in your house. Demons have to have humans. The devil had to get Judas to kill Jesus. He tried to take on Jesus just himself with his own powerful spirit, but he got cast out in the wilderness three times because demons need humans to submit to their will for them to do what they want to do. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. This week I wrestled a spirit and the Lord began to talk to me. And this is the pro- byproduct of what the Lord began to show me. He said, The spirit of fear has four faces. I've encountered one, trust me. But he said, The spirit of fear has four faces. The first face of fear, I'm just going to name him Goliath. Goliath, he's a taunting spirit. Everyone preaches about Goliath and focuses on how tall he was, not how and his height was the focus, but not the breadth of time he was allowed to stay there. His armor weighed 200 pounds or more. He is actually called the champion, but he's so afraid himself, he cannot enter a battle without someone else carrying a shield in front of him. But he comes to you and taunts, and for 40 days, a giant taunted everybody that worshiped God and proclaimed that they loved the Lord, and he was their king, and this defiant aspect of fear is called the taunting face of fear it comes to tell you that no matter how much you know about God how long you've been to church I'm never leaving I'll always terrify you I'll always be here to intimidate you I'll always hear to hear tell you that no matter what you think's going to happen you will not have victory in this battle has anybody heard that giant talking lately to you and he is loud, and he is boisterous, and he's big, and he talks loud, and he talks long, and 40 days. You'd be surprised that people in this room that have had a spirit in their home 40 years. 40 days. Send me out a man, and nobody would fight him. And here comes the kid. And he hears the taunting face of fear. And David said, Is there not a cause? And people started mimicking Goliath without even knowing it. Goliath said, no one can beat me. And if you listen to fear long enough, you'll convince other people that they should be afraid too. Oh, I want to talk about this. People that are possessed by fear, should tell they tell you that you should be in fear. People that are consumed by fear want you to be afraid also. And the soldiers had heard Goliath scream so long that when David showed up and didn't know anything about this thing, they said, you need to be afraid, too. Because people that do not walk in victory do not want you to walk in victory. People that walk in fear and worry and anxiety, birds of a feather, sure enough, flock together because they expect it. They feel comfortable with someone that's afraid. They don't like preachers like me or your pastor because we've come to challenge you to get that thing off of you. That's not the will of God. You need to shake that spirit off of you. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Uh, They said, oh, you can't do it. In fact, even the king said, David, you're just a kid. You can't go fight this giant. He's going to eat you for lunch. David said, well, I think I can beat him. He said, why? He said, because I killed a bear. And, oh, yeah, I killed a lion. And he's big, but he's no bear. And he's no lion. And so... David goes out here and he gets some some wep, some, some rocks and his sling and. And this is where you got to get this. This is the key to everything in this part how to defeat the taunting aspect of fear, that face of fear. The Bible said Goliath said, I'm going to feed you to the dogs. I'm going to make to, the fowls are going to eat your body. And David said these words You come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts ready he said you come to me with i come to you in your protection is with you my protection is on me you cannot touch me i've got something covering me that you cannot see i dare a child of god right now to look that devil in the eye and say i come to you in the name of jesus Somebody praise the name that's above every other name, and at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And some of you non-worshippers, you are paralyzed spiritually by a voice, and you think, I'm afraid of nothing, but you're afraid to worship. I'm not afraid of any of you. And there's people in this room that want to act hard and tough, but the truth is that's a mask. They're afraid to let the walls down and worship God. And let me tell you something, before you leave this service, you ought to shake that pride off and that fear off. And so I've got to praise him. I don't care what people think about me. He's worth. Last time I checked, he's the one that died on the cross for my sin. He doesn't deserve my defiance. He deserves my brokenness. He deserves my worship. serves my adoration. Get rid of that fear. Second face of fear. And you know what David did. He destroyed Goliath. Knocked him down. I wrote it down on the way here. Today, Goliath will fall. He kept saying that on my drive. Today, Goliath will fall. me katasata. The second face of fear. I call her Delilah. She is a tormenting fear. The Bible said fear hath torment. You see, because Delilah's name means feeble. Delilah in the Hebrew. Delia in the Greek is spirit of fear. And Delilah Is feeble. And isn't it funny that when hell couldn't take out Samson, the great warrior, they couldn't beat him down. They couldn't chain him down. They couldn't knock him down. They chose a feeble voice of torment to walk into his life. Because if they couldn't knock him down and beat him down and chain him down, they knew that fear could wear him down. And she said, what's the secret to your strength? And he kept playing games until the Bible said, you got to get this, that she pressed him daily with her words until his soul was vexed unto death. Read what that is in the Hebrew. It means until he was suicidal. She just kept tormenting him every day. You need to tell me. They're already coming. They're outside the door. It's just a matter of time, Samson, before they find out. It's just a matter of time. Come on, Samson. And she began to vex him. I've come looking for the vexing spirits. I know you'll hide. It's that feminine one. I know you'll hide when I get on this. I know you'll duck down behind the pew and behind the face of the chain of God who wants deliverance from it. And what that spirit does when something like this is going on, is it tries to convince you, even though you've been bound by it, you're okay. He's talking to somebody else. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. It's really not that bad. Yeah, you cried four different times this week because you were you couldn't take anymore. But it's it's really not you that he's talking to right now. You're okay. It's just a, it's just somebody else really tormented. And and what hell wants you to do is relax with torment. Rest is spiritual. Relaxation is not so much. He wasn't resting. He began to relax with a tormentor. Just tell me the secret. And then she'd whine and cry. Oh, you don't love me. You really love me. You would tell me. And day by day she would scream at him. One writer said he would walk across the street on the opposite side and she would yell from her front door. Come on, Samson. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. Until he would finally break down and cross the street and go to her home. And she would search and investigate. And you can only be strong for for so long with a vexing spirit when you try to fight it by yourself. Can I help somebody right now? I don't know why I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it. You need this church, and you need that pastor. And if anybody in your life is trying to pull you away from this church and pull you away from this pastor, that's the spirit of Delilah that wants to isolate you. I don't know why I'm saying it, but I'm going to say it right now. You need to cut that relationship off. That spirit wants to destroy you. The human may have no idea what they're doing, but the devil behind it sure enough does. Talk bad about my looks, talk bad about my clothes, talk bad about my weight, but don't mess with my church, don't mess with my pastor, can I get a witness up in here? Don't mess with what God has blessed me with. And she vexed him He tried to fight it alone because the tormentor wants you to fight mentally (sighs) try to figure it out all in your head because that's where the battlefield is and hell sends voices and the bible said, you pressed him daily with words (sighs) what's that devil saying to you she was threatening him or she was she was tormenting him with exposure come on Samson they're going to find out anyway they're going to find out anyway I've come to curse a spirit that's telling someone I'm going to expose your past I've come to curse that in the name of Jesus somebody in here you can act like I'm not talking to you it's okay I don't expect you to worship on this one I've come for the devil hanging above your head right there I've come to let him know you're lying You've been lying for years to that child of God. If you could do it, you would have already done it. But you can't because there's a blood wall between you and them. And you can scream all you want to. But I rebuke every vexing spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, Samson. It's time to shake yourself and say, get away from me, Delilah. I don't need that spirit to... Him, or she, she tormented him until finally he gave in. Told the secret. And then, if you read in the Hebrew, it says, when they were taking him out, she screamed at him. Failure. She screamed words of torment. Gotcha. Evil. Wicked. And she put him in a prison cell for two years. And he pushed. A millstone around in circles for two years. They cut out his eyes. And you talk about Delilah's voice still ringing loud. Her words were still in his head. And for two years, he walked around in circles. And hell didn't realize his hair was growing. His strength was coming back. But I love it when he came out there, and they went to mock him. And Delilah's up there in the crowd. And they went to make sport of him, which means to throw objects at a blind guy here. And he puts his hand on the pillars. And here's Samson. Why do you think God can help you again, Samson? You've been in jail two years years. Why do you think God's going to come through now? Why do you think God's going to knock the pillars down if you push? I'll tell you why. Because for two years, I've been pushing in the privacy of the darkness with a tormenting voice in my head. And that tormentor told me I would never get out. I would never be free. I'd never have one more chance. I'd never have one more opportunity. I'd never be restored. But somehow they went too far and they've dragged me out here. I've got a word for somebody. Hell went too far in your life and you're gonna come out of this thing stronger than where you were when you went in. Oh, clap those hands and let the devil hear you. Lift that voice. Lift that voice and get heaven's attention. I'm trying to hurry. Third face of fear. Jezebel. Goliath taunts, Delilah torments, Jezebel threatens every person that tried to be strong for God. She threatened them. Every prophet, every person, Naboth, Elijah, Obadiah, she threatens people for a living. That's what she does. When she threatened Elijah, she sent a soldier with a letter. And the letter said, tomorrow about this time, you're going to be dead. And Elijah ran from a threat. From a woman posing as a king, posing as Ahab, her husband. And he ran into the wilderness. And you got to get this. He had already prophesied her doom. He said, you're going to die and dogs are going to eat you. And even though he had operated in faith against her and against the spirit, she sent him a letter of threatening and he believed it. Here's why he should not have believed it. If she had the power to kill him, why send a letter with a soldier? Just let him take out his sword. See, a threatening spirit is a strong indicator. It's a lying spirit. Because hell does not threaten and follow through. If hell has authority to attack you, they do not threaten you. They just show up and attack you. He doesn't show up to Job's house the day before. He kills his kids and says, tomorrow I'm going to kill your kids. No, why? Because he has access to kill Job's kids. So if he's threatening you... He's been denied by your heavenly father the action he wants to do in your life. So all he can do now is bring the words of threatening to you and you can either believe them and become paralyzed spiritually or you can look him right in the eye and say, I don't believe you. I don't think God brought me this far for you to take me out now. It's a lying spirit. I said it's lying to you. It's lying to you. It's not cancer. It's lying to you. It's not gonna be divorce. It's lying to you. You're not gonna lose your mind. I wish I had more than 30 of you. It's lying to you. It's lying to you. It's trying to hold you hostage. Get out of that fear and get your faith out. Get your worship out. Get your expectation out. Let God be true. Uh. She threatens. She acts spiritual. Revelation said she called herself a prophetess. Tries to seem all powerful. She's a snake. And she wears a mask. And when Jehu rides into town, he just killed her kid in the desert. And he rides in, and she brings up a memory from years ago up in a window. She said, had Zimri peace who slew his master? Zimri was the servant of a king who killed the king, and then the people killed him. And she was telling Jehu, what you just did to my boy is going to be done to you. And she threatened him. And when a spirit gets on a human to start threatening. I want you to get this. It will not be long before that human comes down broken. And if anyone in here has been threatening, you need to repent right now. I feel the Holy Ghost, this is not what I was feeling earlier. But someone in here, you've got a threatening spirit on you. And you just threaten every time you get upset. You threaten this and you threaten that. It's just like Jezebel. You threaten, I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to come back to church. I'm not going to pay my tithes. You, just, you don't even realize that threats just come out of your skin, out of your pores, out of your words, out of your breath. It's the spirit of Jezebel hovering over you because Jezebel hates prophets. She hates prophetic preaching. She hates your Pastor with a passion. She can't stand this man over here. That spirit cannot stand him because he doesn't want cute church. He doesn't want good church. He wants this city baptized in the name of Jesus. He wants revival in your house, revival in your marriage, revival on your kid. And Jezebel hates it. I was in a church one time. I'm feeling like saying, and I was walking. It was a small church, a couple hundred people. I was walking. these two center rows. And I was dealing with the spirit of Jezebel. And I said, back over here, there's, there's two families. There was a few families. I said, two, two families over here. I said, you, you call each other at night and you text each other two ladies just to talk bad about the pastor's wife. And then you talk about the pastor. And it got real quiet. I don't know why. And I said, I just want you to know that if you don't repent tonight, you'll be dead very soon. And that night, both families called the pastor and said, we have been talking about you every night to our family. And we've been texting each other, this other family, and calling. And we repent, and God spared them. But that's the spirit of Jezebel wants to threaten every man of God it can find. And she starts threatening Jehu, who shows up. And she said, you're going to die. And Jehu said, is there anybody on my side? And there's two men up in the window that she's been using as slaves for years and they said we're on your side he said throw her down you think it was bad you think you dominated it you're about to get treated like the dog you are and he said when she fell down he rode his chariot on top of her backed over her and then the dogs came and ate her I'm gonna say it right now that's gonna stir our spirit but that's okay This spirit that says, I refuse to submit to my husband or my pastor, I'm not a dog, that's a Jezebel spirit. Jezebel is telling you that, I'm not a dog. You know why? Because she was ran over like a dog and eaten by dogs. So when she gets ready to take someone hostage and bind them from being submitted to the power of God, she tells them anyone that tries to get you to be submitted is making you act like a dog. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You're not a dog. You're a child of God. And that man is your covering and your protection. And oh, it's some of you are mad as hornets right now. Don't get mad at me. Tell Jezebel to get out of your house. Get away from my mind. Get away from my marriage. Get away from my family. I'm almost done. The fourth face is the face of death. Ever heard the term scared to Death. Hebrews said There's a fear unto death David said Though I walk through the valley Of the shadow of death I will Fear Why? Because it was natural When you're around death To fear The greatest fear Is death And that spirit I wasn't planning on any of this, but before church, he said, there are people being threatened by a death spirit. It's telling them that something's wrong in their body. They're going to die. He said, call that spirit out. It's quiet. I remember on the 28th night of a fast. A few years ago when I thought the greatest spirit I'd ever seen as far as devils came in my room and for 10 minutes paralyzed me. It was a skull with a hood over it and light coming out of its eye holes and stared at me for 10 minutes and I was afraid to breathe. And after 10 minutes I was wide awake and I said Jesus and it went away and I thought it was the spirit of death. But I heard later from a prophet it was the spirit of fear posing as death. You see a few weeks before that someone had prophesied death to my wife. Spoke death to her even though she was only 23 years old at the time. Spoke death right to her and here comes that devil manifesting a few weeks later and he posing as death and I know what he looks like. I know what his face looks like and that's why I've come to preach to you because that night God gave me dominion over the spirit of fear and in a moment when we pray I don't care what devil has been tormenting you or taunting you or intimidating you or scaring you or taking terrorizing you. I've come with a word from God. You will be set free and you will leave fear and step into faith. Stan, just a few months ago on an airplane From uh, Phoenix to Indianapolis on a Sunday night, I was flying. My wife and kids were in Indy with her parents. I had preached in California that night. Flew to Phoenix, then Phoenix to Indy, and somewhere between Phoenix and Indianapolis, we went through a storm, and the plane was struck by lightning. And in front of everybody, as we were all sitting there, the plane nosedived. Pastor Kyle, several hundred, probably thousands of feet. People were screaming at the top of their lungs and all I remember doing is I was literally facing the floor like this I began to scream the name Jesus and the third time I screamed the name of Jesus the plane leveled out and did not go down because I have a name that's greater than any other name What's that name? Tell me his name. Shout his name. And the next month, when I was in Texas and I turned around at the hotel. I was putting food on the table out of the pool. i just gotten food for my family. And I'd taken my little three-year-old boy's uh, floaty off. And I was putting food down. And I turned around. He was on his back in the bottom of the pool. I was just trying to set the food up. And I remember diving in. Clothes, phone, uh, keys, everything. And I remember jumping in. And that same devil... said, you're going to lose this one. And I came out of the water screaming, Jesus! God saved my son that night and three nights later in Florida at a hotel room on a Saturday night and we're in the bedroom there and the boys are sleeping out in the living room on a couch and about three or four in the morning I wake up out of a dead sleep and I feel demons in the room and I walk out in the living room and the four year old's asleep with the three year old I can't see him and the door's locked I said Jet where are you baby where are you he crawls out from underneath the hide of bed with a butcher knife There was one in the kitchen we didn't know about, the hotel. He was crawling with it, pointed upwards. But God woke me up. I'm not here to play games. Then when a few weeks later, they tried to take out my baby girl. By trying to choke her to death over and over. And I kept rebuking it. And it kept coming. I had to get help. I couldn't do it anymore. I was tormented. I was was like, when's it going to end? And when this man called me and he prayed over the phone and that lady began to speak in tongues, that devil left my house. I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost that we've got power over everything the devil's trying to do to you. Somebody get loud and shake off the fear. Get loud and worship and shake off the anxiety. Shake off the worry. Shake off the panic. Stay standing. If you're dealing with Goliath, Delilah, Jezebel, or death. Come stand up here. Because I want to tell the devil there's one other face. Thou believest there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. The Lord said, today, not only will you leave fear, you're going to push the enemy back into fear. And they will fear you. Your dreams are not going to be tormented. Angels are all over this room right now. I want every preacher to come stand up behind me if possible. Preachers up here, come stand behind me. Goliath will fall today. Delilah will meet her destruction. Jezebel is about to be ran over. And life is about to replace death because we know a name. I want you to get this. And I'm going to pray a prayer of faith and have pastor cover me when I do. But look up here because I want you to get the significance of this right now. Here's this. The Bible says the devil is the prince of the air. Prince of the power of the air, okay? Okay. That means in the Greek, he dwells between the ground and the stars. When you look up at the sky, that's the devil's domain. But a couple verses later says that Lord makes us to dwell in heavenly places above the stars. That's what that means, above the stars. In other words, when you get in the right position with God, the devil gets under your feet. And the greatest way to get in the right position with God is when you start to pray. Start screaming his name with desperation over and over and over because I've never seen him ignore somebody being afflicted by a disease or a demon that began to scream out his name and worship him. We're going to repent of our sins. Pastor, I'm going to ask you to lead us in a prayer of repentance. And after that, I will pray a prayer of faith. And when I am done, you will shout the name of Jesus like I did on that plane. Like you're doing with everything in you. And when you do, demons are going to flee this atmosphere. Flee this city. Angels will go to your home as you're screaming the name. And remove demonic spirits from your bedroom, from your closet. Shator me kasatai.
1: The Bible says they enter boldly into the throne room of grace. I want you to lift your heads. Lift your hands. Your God loves you. He praises you. He has not brought condemnation to this building. He has brought deliverance. And it's going to begin with conviction and repentance. Isaiah said we are but flesh. God understands our humanity. He said if we will confess our sins, he is just to forgive us of those sins. So, Father, right now as a church, as an individual, God, we open up our mouths before you. We confess before you. We have fallen. We have failed. There is sin in us. We confess, oh, God, we are but man. We are but flesh. We call upon your mercy we call upon your goodness we call upon your grace and God we confess before you we are sinners we receive, come on, we receive receive it right now we receive, we receive into our vessels your forgiveness your blood, your mercy oh yes, can't you feel it he's now cleansing you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He has forgiven you of every thought every word every deed, every action oh yes he is every emotion God is cleansing you and forgive. receive it receive it, receive it receive it you can feel it it's flowing through you the cleansing is flowing the devil is a liar the blood of Jesus is flowing he is cleansing
0: clap your hands all you people hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah your words of your pastor were so powerful the Lord's forgiven you that means whatever spirit you let in Whatever lie you believed, whether it was last night or last year or 30 years ago, the Lord has forgiven it. That means God's about to erase it and remove that thing that's been tormenting you. When you start to shout the name of Jesus, you will torment every devil in this city. They will scatter They will flee. You'll feel victory all over you. Angels are moving behind you as I speak. You'll feel victory all over you. Would you raise your hands right now? by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I command deliverance from every spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Would you shout, Jesus! Shout the name, shout the name. Shout Jesus, shout Jesus, shout Jesus, shout Jesus, shout Jesus. Jesus. Depression, get out of here. Suicide, get out of here. Anxiety, get out of here. Dormant, get out of here. Nightmares, get out of here. Be delivered now in Jesus' name of nightmares. No more nightmares, no more nightmares. What's his name, Bartimaeus? What's his name? Now talk back to the enemy. Tell him God is alive, God is my deliverer, God is my savior. Get your voice out David and tell Goliath he's going down. Get out of my house, get away from my baby, get away from my spouse, get away from my family. Some of you ought to lay hands on your own head right now and command your mind to transform. You're not going to be on the same frequency. No more demons at your bedside. Let there be angels in your home. I curse death. You're not going to die. I curse that spirit. I curse that lying devil. I speak life into your body in Jesus' name. I command cancer cells to die. I speak life in your body, life in your womb, life in your body, life in your body in the name of Jesus. Tumor, shrivel up and die right now. I feel warfare. Come on, Gideon. Come on, soldier. Get that voice out. If it's ever been a time to be loud, it's right now. If ever been a time to get your voice out, it's right now. Demons are not near you. They're running. They're fleeing. They're afraid. You've screamed the name. They can't fight the name. They can't control the name. They can't stop the name. Goliath must fall. Jezebel must fall. Delilah must fall. Historians say Delilah was on the roof when the the building collapsed. Goliath fell, Delilah fell, Jezebel fell. Fear is falling right now in the atmosphere. The spirit of fear is falling. Where are you, Jehu? Where are you, Samson? Where are you, David? Where are you, Esther? Don't be afraid of Haman's threat. You've got victory. Go to your king. The Lord is on my side. I shall not fear what men can do unto me. Oh no Ishatala mahasata. Do not be afraid of the error by night, the terror by night, the arrow that flies by day. I speak life to you. I speak faith to you. I speak authority into your body. I speak God confidence. Some of you need God up on this thing. Don't man up on it. God up on it. Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against me is able to prosper. I will not be defeated. I will not die here. I will stand again. I will live again. I will breathe again I speak divine health in this altar right now Let there be divine healing Let there be divine health Let there be unexplainable health In Jesus name Unexplainable miracles In Jesus name One more time Just so heaven can hear you And the devil will keep running What is his name The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein. They're safe. The righteous run therein. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run. It means the righteous were afraid. The righteous were running. They were afraid. They were scared. But when they encountered the name, they were protected from the fear. That's the key to your miracle. The face of the fear that hell does not want to see. They do not want to see that Jesus. They do not want to see that one God. Oh, their fears taunt you. Their fears torment you. Their fears threaten you. But Yeah, fear of God makes them tremble. Oh, the oneness of God caused devils to tremble. I want to say it here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And we're going to love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our might. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all, through all, and in you all. That devil's not a God. He can't do to you what he's telling you. He's a creation. He's a creation. He can't do. He's not all powerful. Now, I know... If there was music, we would dance right now, and we would shout right now, and I'm all for that. But I want to know, can you dance without a song? Can you dance without the music in the background? Can you put the devil under your feet right now? Somebody put fear where he belongs. Put fear where he belongs. Put fear where he belongs. This is it. Last prayer. Then I give this to your pastor. 30 seconds. If you'll give God everything. I'm not talking Pentecostal patty cake. I'm just glad to be here. Where's my seat? That's not giving God anything. If you'll give God everything in praise and worship. You will walk out in victory. And that spirit that you cast out will not go home with you. It will not come tonight. It will not come this week. You'll be protected by the word, the blood, the name, and the spirit of God. Would you be willing to give God everything right now? Give him all the praise. 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24. Shouters shout. Dancers dance. 21. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. Give him all the glory. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. 9, Somebody shout. Shred the kingdom of hell, shred the air, shred the atmosphere of the devil, and praise your God. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people.
1: What a victory in the house. What a victory in the house. How we exalt you, Lord. How we praise you. How we magnify you. Oh. <laughs> Jesus in your mighty name. I'm going to tell you why we can walk out of this building here today knowing That this was not just another message, but God sent a man here to speak in our hearts and to cast fear, no matter what face it may have, to cast it out of our life. Because God used him, you heard, you knew. He brought him six weeks into our past. He dealt with everything that God's been dealing with with this church over the last six weeks. He brought it to a consummation and we watched that devil have to leave your life, your family's life. I am not saying this lightly We brought the devil to his knees today And you ought to rejoice You ought to rejoice Let's rejoice Come on somebody We had several receive the gift of the Holy Ghost Your life will never be the same you forever be changed We recognize we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and darkness that is in high places. And when we recognize alone with that, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, then we can walk out of this building with a confidence that what was ministered here today was for me. Can you do that? Say, what was preached here today? Was for me. Hit yourself on the chest. It was for me. Woo! What a power. Thank you, Vangelis Heron. Come on, let's give God thanks for his word. Thank God for a man that will hear the voice of the Lord and come preach it. My Lord, he dealt with things that there's no way for him to know. I would have never, ever in a million years expressed to him, but God knows. God knows. And I believe God dealt with it today. I'm telling you, we're fixing to launch into our fasting This thing is going to explode. This place is going to fill up. People are going to begin to pray through by the dozens in our altars. Home Bible studies are fixing to come into your life as you teach. Home cell groups are going to explode all over this church. And we're going to begin to do what God called us to do from the very beginning. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God is using you. Tell somebody else, God is using you. In Jesus' name. I love you. When you greet one another, tell them, I don't see the face of fear. I see the face of an angel. I see the face of an angel. Find somebody you don't know and tell them. Tell them, God bless you and I love you. bless you and I love you and the Lord loves you